Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Karen and I am your reader today. Today is Thursday, December 14th. It's also the second of Tevit on the Hebrew calendar. And it's the seventh day of Hanukkah. I hope you've had a beautiful feast this week with your family and with your friends. With it being the week of Hanukkah, we encourage you to go back and read the accounts of the Maccabees. And today it is recommended to read 1 Maccabees chapter 13 through 14. If you don't own a copy of the books of Maccabees, they are very easy to find online. This week, our Torah portion is Miketz, which means at the end. And today we are reading in Genesis or Bereshit, chapter 42, verses 19 through chapter 43, verse 15. But before we begin, let's now take this moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel, and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. If you're honest, let one of your brothers remain as a prisoner in the guardhouse, where you've been, while you go and bring grain for the hungry in your homes. And your youngest brother, bring to me, so that your word can be verified, and you won't die. So they did. Then each man said to his brother, We're truly guilty for our brother. We saw the distress of his soul when he begged us for mercy, but we didn't listen. That's why this distress has come to us. Reuven answered them and said, Didn't I tell you? Don't sin against the boy. But you didn't listen. Now see how his blood is now being accounted for. They did not know that Yosef was listening, since there was an interpreter between them. He turned away from them and wept. When he turned back to them and spoke to them, he took Shimon from them and tied him up before their eyes. Then Yosef ordered, <clears throat> then Yosef gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to return each man's money to his sack, and to give them provisions for the journey. So it was done for them. 
Then they loaded their grain on their donkeys and left from there. As one of them opened his sack to give fodder to his donkey at the lodge, he saw his money. Behold, it was in the opening of his sack. So he said to his brothers, My money has been returned. Look, it's in my bag. Their hearts sank. Trembling, each one turned to his brother and said, What is this that the Lord has done to us? When they came to their father Yaakov in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the lord of the land, spoke with us harshly, and took us as spies of the land. But we said to him, We're honest. We've never been spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no more, and the youngest is with our father today in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the lord of the land, said to us, By this I'll know if you're honest. Leave one of your brothers with me. As for the hungry of your homes, take and go. Then bring your youngest brother to me, so that I may know you're not spies, but you are honest. I'll give you back your brother, and you can move about freely in the land." Now as they were emptying their sacks, behold, there was each man's bundle of money in his sack. When they saw their money bundles, they and their father, they were afraid. Then their father Yaakov said to them, You've made me childless. Yosef is no more. Now Shimon is gone. Next you'll take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Then Reuven spoke to his father, saying, You can put my two sons to death if I don't bring him back to you. Put him in my hand, and I, I will return him to you. But he said, My son will not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he alone remains. And if harm should happen to him along the way you're going, you'll bring my gray hair down to Sheol in grief." Now the famine was severe in the land. When they finished eating the grain they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back, buy us a little food. But Yehuda said to him, The man warned us firmly, saying, You won't see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we will go down and buy grain for you for food. But if you won't send him... We won't go down, because the man said to us, You won't see my face unless your brother is with you. Then Israel said, Why did you do evil to me by telling the man that you have another brother? They said, The man questioned particularly about us and about our relatives, saying, Is your father still alive? Do you have a brother? So we spoke to him on the basis of these words. How could we possibly know that he would say, Bring your brother down? Then Yehuda said to his father Israel, Please send the boy with me. We'll get up and go so that we'll live and not die. We and you and our children, I myself will be his pledge. You can demand him back from my own hand. If I don't bring him back to you and place him before you, 
then you can blame me all my days. If we had not delayed, we could have returned twice by now. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best products of the land in your bags, and bring an offering down to the man, a little balsam, and a little honey, gum and myrrh, pistachios and almonds. Also take in your hand a double portion of silver, and bring back in your hand the silver that had been returned in the mouth of your sack. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother too. Now get up and go back to the man. May El Shaddai grant you mercy before the man, so that he may release you, our brother, to you, along with Binyamin. As for me, I am bereaved. I am bereaved. That was Genesis, or Bereshit, chapter 42, verse 19, through chapter 43, verse 15. We also have a reading from Numbers today, starting in chapter 7 and reading verses 48 through 59. On the seventh day, there was the prince of the sons of Ephraim, Elishama the son of Amahud. His offering was one silver platter weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both filled with fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one ladle of ten shekels of gold filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Elishama, son of Amihud. On the eighth day was the prince of the sons of Manasseh, Gamaliel, son of Pidhuzer, son of Pidhuzer. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both filled with fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one ladle of ten shekels of gold filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, a year old, to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Gamaliel, son of Peduhuzu. That was Numbers, or Bamidbao. Chapter 7, verses 48 through 59. Now we'll continue to our reading from the prophets. Reading in 1 Samuel, chapter 20. Then David fled from Naoth at Ramah, came before Jonathan, and said, What have I done? What is my crime? What is my sin against your father that he should be seeking my life? 
Never, he said to him, you will not die. Behold, my father does nothing great or small without disclosing it to me. So why should my father hide this matter from me? It cannot be. Then David swore again, saying, Your father knows very well that I have found favor in your eyes. So he must have thought, Let's not let Yonatan know about this, else he will be grieved. But truly as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Then Yonatan said to David, Whatever you say, I will do for you. So David said to Yonatan, Look, tomorrow is the new moon, when I am supposed to sit down with the king to eat. Instead, let me go hide myself in the countryside until the third evening. If your father misses me at all, then say, David earnestly asked my permission to run to Bethlehem, his town, for it is the annual sacrifice there for the whole family. If he says thus, very well, then your servant is safe. But if he becomes very angry, then know that he is determined to harm me. Therefore deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. But if there is any iniquity in me, then kill me yourself. Why should you bring me to your father? Yonatan replied, Far be it from you, for if I know for sure that my father has determined evil to come on you, then wouldn't I tell you about it? Then David asked Yonatan, Who will tell me if your father answers you harshly? Yonatan said to David, Come, let's go out to the field. So they both went out to the field. Then Yonatan said to David, By the Lord, the God of Israel, I will sound out to my father about this time tomorrow, or the day after. Look, if it is good toward David, wouldn't I then send word to you and disclose it to you? May the Lord do so to Yonatan, and even worse, should my father intend to do you evil, if I don't disclose it to you, and send you away, that you may go in shalom. So may the Lord be with you, as he has been with my father. Now if I am still alive, wouldn't you show me the loyal love of the Lord, so I wouldn't die? Yet also don't cut off your loyal love from my household ever, not even when the Lord cuts off all of David's enemies from the face of the earth. So Yonatan cut a covenant with the house of David. So may the Lord requite David his enemies. Yonatan made David swear again because of the love he had for him, for he loved him as he loved himself. Then Yonatan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon. You'll be missed because your seat will be empty. On the third day you must go down quickly and come to the place where you hid as you did on the day and remain close to the stone of Ezel. I will shoot three arrows to the side of it, as though I were shooting at a target. Now look, I will send a lad saying, Go find the arrows. If I specifically tell to the lad, See the arrows are on this side of you, get them. Then come, for it is safe for you, and no danger. 
as the Lord lives. But if I say to the boy, Look, the arrows are beyond you, then go your way, for the Lord has released you. But as for the matter which I and you have spoken about, behold, the Lord is between me and you forever. So David hid himself in the field, and when the new moon came, the king sat down to eat a meal. So the king sat on his seat, as usual the seat by the wall. Yonatan stood up, and Avner sat down by Shaol's side. But David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Shaol said nothing that day, for he thought, It must be an accident. He must be ceremonially unclean. Yes, that's it. He's unclean. Yet it came to pass on the day following the new moon, the second day, that David's place was still empty. So Shaol asked his son, Yonatan, Why didn't Ishai's son come to the meal yesterday or today? Yonatan answered Shaol, David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem, as he said, Please let me go, for we are going to have a family feast in the town, and my brother has commanded me. So now, if I have found favor in your eyes, let me go, please, to see my brothers. That's why he hasn't come to the king's table. Then Shaol's rage blazed against Yonatan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, don't I know that you have chosen the son of Ishai to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Ishai lives on earth, neither you nor your kingship will be secure. Now send word and bring him to me, for he is a son of death. But Yonatan answered his father, Shaul, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Then Shaul hurled his spear at him to strike him down, so Yonatan knew that his father was determined to put David to death. So Yonatan rose up from the table in fierce anger and did not eat food the second day of the new moon, for he was grieved over David because his father had dishonored him. It came to pass in the morning that Yonatan went out to the field at the time appointed with David, and a little lad was with him. He said to his lad, Run now, the arrows that I am about to shoot. <clears throat> Run, find now the arrows that I am about to shoot. Now as the lad was running, he shot an arrow past him. When the lad reached the place of the arrow which Yonatan had shot, Yonatan cried out after the lad and said, Isn't the arrow beyond you? Then Yonatan called out after the lad, Quick, hurry, don't stand there. So Yonatan's lad picked up the arrow and came to his master. But the lad knew nothing. Only Yonatan and David knew the arrangement. Then Yonatan gave his weapons to his lad and said to him, Go take them back to the town. As soon as the lad was gone, David emerged from the south side and fell on his face to the ground and bowed down three times. Then they kissed each other and wept together. Though David wept more. Then Yonatan said to David, Go in the shalom that we both have sworn to each other in the name of the Lord, saying, May the Lord be between me and you, 
and between my offspring and your offspring forever. That was First Samuel chapter 20. Now for our reading in the writings today, we are reading Psalms chapter 60. For the music director, on the lily of the covenant, a michtam of David for teaching, when he fought with Aram Naharaim and with Aram Zoavah, and Joab returned and struck down twelve thousand Edomites in the Valley of Salt. O Lord, you have spurned us, you have broken out against us, you have been angry, turn back to us, you made earth shake, you split it open, heal its fractures, for it shudders, you made your people see hardship, you made us drink wine of staggering, to those who fear you, you gave a banner, to be unfurled before the archers, Selah. Save with your right hand and answer us so that your beloved may be delivered. The Lord has spoken in his holiness. I will exalt. I will parcel out Shechem and measure off the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is a helmet for my head. Yehuda is my scepter. Moab is my washbasin. On Edom I toss my sandal. Philistia cry aloud because of me. Who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Should it not be you, O Lord, who spurned us and no longer goes out with our armies? Give us aid against the adversary, for the help of man is worthless. With the Lord we will do mighty things and he will trample our foes. It was Psalms chapter 6. Now finishing with our final reading today in the apostolic writings, we are reading in Mark chapter 14, and we're reading verses 1 through 26 today. It was two days before Pesach and the Feast of Matzah, the ruling Kohanim and the Torah scholars were searching for a way to grab Yeshua by stealth and kill him. But not during the festival, they would say, so there won't be a riot among the people. And while Yeshua was in Bethania at the house of Shimon HaMetzorah, he reclined at the table. A woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive oil of pure nard. Breaking open the jar, she poured it over his head. But some got angry and said among themselves, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? It could have been sold for over three hundred denarii, and the money given to the poor. And they kept scolding her. But Yeshua said, Leave her alone. Why do you cause trouble for her? She's done me a mitzvah. For you always have the poor with you and you can do good for them whenever you want, but you won't always have me. She did what she could. She came beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Amen, I tell you. Wherever the good news is proclaimed in all the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Yehuda from Kiriot, one of the twelve, 
went out to the ruling Kohanim to betray Yeshua to them. They were delighted when they heard this and promised to give him money, and Yehuda began looking for a chance to hand him over. Now on the first day of Matzah, when they were slaughtering the Pesach lamb, Yeshua's disciples say to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? He sends two of his disciples and tells them, Go and meet you. Follow him. And wherever he enters, tell the homeowner. The teacher says, Where is my guest room? Where, <clears throat> where is my guest room where I may eat the Pesach with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples went out, came to the city, and found just what Yeshua had told them, and they prepared the Pesach. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. As they were reclining and eating, Yeshua said, Amen, I tell you, one of you who is eating with me will betray me. They began to be sorrowful, and to say to him one by one, I'm not the one, am I? He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who dips with me in the bowl. For the Son of Man indeed goes, just as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. And while they were eating, he took matzah, and after he offered the bracha, he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Amen, I tell you, I will never again drink the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of the Lord. After singing the hello, they went out to the Mount of Olives. It was Mark chapter 14, verses 1 through 26. If you're going through the Apostolic Writings twice this year, you will also read 2 Corinthians chapter 1 today. That concludes our podcast today, ladies, and may you have a wonderful last couple days of Hanukkah, HaChanukah Sameach, and until next time, this is Karen from the Golan Heights. Mm-hmm.